everyone. Thank you so much for joining the Think Really podcast today. Whether you're viewing or watching, we're so excited that you decided to take some time out of your day and join us. We want to be your companion along the way for the real estate journey that you're on. And I can tell you for certainty, today is a day that you need a companion uh, because there's so much negativity facing you today and causing you to second guess your decisions. We're gonna help you out with that today. Before I get into our guest, uh, I wanna say a quick uh, thank you to our podcast sponsor, uh, which our podcast sponsor is Real Property Management. Great uh, institution. Uh, working with the right property management company could put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you're maximizing the return on your investments. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. Visit Real Property mgt.com. Uh, I have uh, a very uh, exciting guest for you today. Uh, I actually had the chance to be on his uh, show a while ago, and we had a great time, and I'm excited that he's uh, here with us today. Uh, but Bill Tesser from Civic Financial, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. It's our privilege to have you on. Thank you, Eddie. Appreciate being here. Absolutely. I love that you always just look the same, you know. You you've got always got the hat on, always got the vest on. It's it's a good brand. Thank you. Yeah, the uh, the hat. I, I kind of adopted the hat through COVID. You know, I've I've a suit and tie guy for thirty years, and so my closet is full of uh, jackets that are saying, "Hey, maybe today's the day. Maybe he's going to wear us today." <laughs> so I mix it up a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, I'm proud of Civic, and I wear it that way. And so, um, you know, I. I it wasn't intended. It really, through COVID, it was out of comfort and convenience. And then it just kind of manifested itself in the Why not? So, Why not? Yeah, do it. Very cool. Well, Civic has had uh, quite, the, uh, quite the journey over the past few years. You guys have had massive growth. And if you don't mind, just give the viewer, you know, what you do and, and uh, who Civic is. Yeah, so we, uh, we've been around since 2014. I joined the firm. Uh, in 2017, uh, we are a business purpose lender only. Our products are, uh, you know, your bridge and fix and flip uh, through your one and two year product, and then your rental five, seven, and ten one interest only. And then we have a multifamily channel that we do as well. Uh, lend in 29 states. I think we have 26 locations uh, throughout the U.S. Um, and we have a current run rate of just under 300 million a month. That's awesome. I might as well go ahead and get the question out of the way that everybody wants to know, which is the question I hate the most, which is rate, right? Like I, I think that if what you do as a private lender is spend your time shopping rates, uh, you're probably missing better opportunity out there. Uh, I rarely shop rate. I just kind of have long-term relationships or I fund my own deals and I move on, right? Like make the numbers work. But Every real estate investor out there, I'm sure they want to know. If you don't mind, just kind of talk us through where rates are today, where you kind of see them going in the near future. Yeah, so uh, as many of your listeners know, we were acquired in February of 2021 from uh, PWB Pacific Western Bank. Uh, they're a very aggressive entrepreneurial uh, regional bank that had purchased just under a billion of our paper prior to acquisition. And I tell you that because... We have been somewhat insulated uh, from the, the the rate craziness that's taken place. And really what I mean by that, Eddie, is as rates gapped up, many of our competitors, a whole bunch of the folks you know, 
they got stuck. They got stuck with loans in their line and they originated thinking that those loans were going to trade at one number and they've been significantly inside. You probably are aware that most of those folks are still trying to trade out of those pools and, and they're taking a hit. And so that kind of paused our space the second time in the last two and a half years with COVID being the first. We were insulated from that. So what, what ended up happening with us is we did not raise rates the first, I think, two Fed uh, increases when the 10-year spike. And what we did was we took on a whole bunch of loans from the folks that were left at the altar. I don't know that that was really the wisest thing to do, Eddie, yeah. because it really put a lot of pressure on our operations. We went from 1,000 loans to 2,000 loans overnight. And so... You know, I probably would have rethought that having um, gone through it over the last nine months. But we we have tried to slowly stay with the market, keeping ourselves 50 to 75 basis points inside of wherever normal loans are traded. Meaning if uh, if a par rate was at nine on a bridge and I'd like to stay somewhere between eight and a quarter, eight and a half. And if if, if rentals are seven and a quarter, then we want to be six and a quarter, six and a half. And so. I, I just got to call uh, earlier today from the CEO of uh, PWB saying, hey, how are you thinking about rates with this impending um, increase that's going to happen in an hour? And I said, yeah, I'm not thinking about that at all. Like, I, we're not going to we're not going to raise rates based on what the Fed's doing. I think that's factored it, its way into the marketplace already. How it how I think it relates to our industry, Eddie, is I think that um Rates are going to continue to be where they are right now, maybe a little higher. I think most of the folks in the BPL are going to have to originate for very uh, skin down margins. They're going to need to just to kind of get through. And then, you know, the way I'm thinking about it going into 2023 is I think this rate increase and maybe one other is about it. And then I think 2023 will be um, will be better days as it relates to that. I just don't know that they can go much higher without really impacting the marketplace. Yeah. And, and you've seen it on the conventional side. I, I, I spent 30 years on that side of the aisle and a, a, a lot of very close uh, friends in, in CEO levels and, and slightly below um, have had a reduction in force in the thousands across the nation, shutting down states, shutting right. down channels. And so now that space has really gotten crushed just because of the refi, you know, the refi pullback and, and, and listen, purchases aren't booming either. So yeah. um, I think what we're going to see Eddie, is we're going to see some products hit the marketplace on the conventional side, you know, qualifying at the start rate, IO GPMs and that stuff. And I think we're going to, it's going to get people into homes again. They're yeah. going to need to do that. That makes sense. Um, you know, a lot of what you said, I, I totally agree with. I don't know how it can go much higher. I do think that, you know, obviously today is a big day, um, but uh, we'll kind of see where it lands today. Um, and, you know, our industry is not necessarily bound to the conventional industry, although it is affected by the conventional industry, right? And so yeah. it is going to be interesting. Um, I, I have a lot of people right now saying things like this to me, you know, well, maybe I should hold on and wait and Maybe I should wait to do some of these deals until later. Maybe it'll drop back down. And, you know, I, I go the exact opposite. I say, no, underwrite to today's numbers or tomorrow's numbers. And then if it does, you know, perchance go back down in the future, just refi. You know, like, you know, I, 
I think, you know, Bill, and what I want to talk to you about a little bit is um, I think there's two types of mindsets in the market today. You have a consumer mindset that's worried about inflation, worried about the extra four or 500 bucks a month their family's losing, worried about the raising it, rising interest rates, they didn't buy their home fast enough, worried about the equity falling in their house. Then there's what I call the investor mindset, right? Um, and, and you know as well as I know, investors should not be thinking like consumers, right? Consumer type activity, it does not bode well for investor activity. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, what are you seeing in the marketplace? There's so much fear out there. Do you buy into it or, or do you still feel bullish like, you know, when we talked uh, a few months back? So, Eddie, you and I had not spent a lot of time together. Maybe in the last year we really got to know each other. And, and, and behind your back, what I would say about you is you were one of my very, very, very favorite people I've ever had on Industry Insights because we do seem, you and I, to be on an island by ourselves and an island of optimism. And mm. I can't quite figure it out. And I know negativity sells. And, you know, we joke about whether it's CNN or Fox or CNBC. And, man, boy, does it sell. And, you know, they talk about the you know, new housing starts and, and property depreciation and, and all those sorts of things. But the fact of the matter is we have a real inventory problem, mm. like one that's just brushed over to the side. Only you of all the folks I've talked to, and I've talked to hundreds of them in, in all different levels of, of expertise and experience, you're the only one that has actually connected the dots to the, the, the significant shortage of housing that we have and what that's gonna do to the long-term prospect of it. So what I tell our investors is that the same thing you do, like if it's a nine today on a bridge instead of a seven and a half, and, and you're in and out of this transaction in 12 months, do the math. Like it's not a significant difference. I think what spooked some people was the exit and who was gonna be buying this and whether or not they were gonna be qualifying. But like my truth is this, Eddie, yes, rates are higher. It costs more money to uh, to pay for a 400 or $600 or $800,000 mortgage. What they don't talk about is a greater percentage of the workforce is working from home which means they're spending less money on, on auto and auto insurance and gas and maintenance. And so the redirection of those resources to housing is, 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 has not been contemplated in the math ever. I think that's a real thing. Um, the highest percentage of people homeschooling ever than, than ever before. So you think about schooling, if it's private, that's factoring itself back in. Keeping uh, older parents at home instead of nursing homes, that's a factor of economics. And I, so I think even with the rates jacking up, when you take the tax component, your tax benefit component into it and all those other things, the math is not that far off. And so, you know, I'm telling our investors when they ask me, dive in and dive in now, like go into the storm, you know, don't avoid it. And uh, and listen, they're listening. Um, I turn off the stations. They're listening because we're doing, you know, a tremendous amount of volume right now. But yeah. it is man, is it like I was supposed to be at a sales mastery in Vegas right now. Um, and I, I just got an update from one of our gals. And uh, she said that like people are walking around with their head down, shoulders forward and like, you know, uh, the apocalypse is coming. I just don't <laughs> see it. And and I yeah. do feel, like I said earlier, you and I really are on an island by yeah. ourselves in terms of those that are willing to take a position different 
than the masses. I, I, you know, I love that you led with data, right? Because to me, I don't feel like I'm, you know, yes, I think you and I are, are in agreement and lockstep on, on where the market is, where it's going. Um, but I, I don't think it's an unreasonable position. I don't think we're, you know, this isn't Nostradamus and we're predicting something that isn't, doesn't have a, a basis in fact. Here's some facts. We still are somewhere between five and six million homes underbuilt in the U.S. right now. Uh, fact, even though the American population uh, is experiencing four or $500 more as a family in inflationary you know, expenditure, if you go back 12 years, go back to the Obama administration, this is not meant to be political at all, but if you go back to the Obama administration, from then till now, the average American family is making more than $1,200 more per month as a family unit than they were during that administration. And by the way, our conventional interest rates still have not reached uh, the height of what they were during that, 12, you know, during that period of 12 years ago. So it's like the math just plays itself out. You know, like I don't think that we're saying things that can't be substantiated in data. Yeah, the other thing that people forget is if you're going to use the Obama administration in that time frame, uh, national credit scores were some close to 40 points lower mm -hmm. than they are today. So you say, well, what difference does that make? It makes a big difference. It right. makes a difference in the auto interest rates they pay, the credit card interest rates they pay, the furniture interest rates they pay. All sorts of borrowing is lower today because the, the FICO score is up around a 740 number instead of hovering around the 700 number. So that's a big difference. Right. And then we have the greatest amount of savings that we've ever had in measurable terms, and you want to go back to that time, I mean, you know, you're talking about coming into highly leveraged times, tightened credit boxes, higher interest rates paid, like I, and then you look around, no one's really, we're, we're, we're complaining because we, we got, we fell in love with two and a half percent on the right. conventional. Right. And I get it. Like yeah. all my stuff was rewritten and it's, it's fun. It's neat to look at right now, especially, you know, <laughs> facing a five and a half or six number. But the fact of the matter is, if you just take a couple steps back and you look at the bigger picture, we're still in an unbelievable space when you start thinking about financing. What has been weird, Eddie, like from my perspective is this, like our 5-1 and 7-1 IOs for our BPL stuff is lower than the conventional rates, which is full doc and full vet and, you know, tough to qualify for. And that the packages are entirely different. I haven't I haven't quite figured that out yet, other yeah. than, you know, the agencies just not wanting to play in that sandbox. Right. But but like for the people that are listening in our space, I think like a great opportunity for all of them is to hook your, you know, horse and wagon together with a big conventional lender that needs to augment the refis they've lost with this product. Whereas before they wouldn't listen to us because they were doing the Jones loan over and over and over again. Today, Eddie, they're they're actually they're listening because they need to figure out a way to get flow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's what's going to happen is the, the market will always adjust. It'll always adjust to the to the needs and the desires of of the consumer marketplace, you know. And in the end, these consumers need product. They need housing inventory. They need. And so lending will will find its way in. The other thing, too, is, you know, I, I've been studying a lot about the American consumer mindset and how, you know, since I think the, they, the number that they kind of put on is 1967 is where the American public really stopped shopping for a house 
that they believed they needed and they started shopping for a house they wanted and they based their purchase on their monthly payment. And so you see this massive shift. And today, in the era of Netflix and all this you know, monthly residual kind of uh, uh, outgo, uh, people just want a manageable amount of money going out of their bank account uh, to get the property they want. Um, the average consumer is not worried about can they afford a $600,000 house or a $632,000 house. What they want is the house that they can get the most, you know, the, the, the best house they can for the amount of money that they can pay monthly. And, mm -hmm. um, and so the, the loans will adjust to that. You know, the, totally there will agree. be products that service that desire. And um, so totally I, I love what you're saying for sure. Yeah, I, I, we haven't seen it yet, which is a little surprising to me. Um, I, I think back to some of the other market movements. If you, I mean, you can go before the financial crisis, we, we had a lot of major swings. And I, my truth is that the um, lenders responded with products quicker in the past than they are right now. It almost feels like some of these big firms are paralyzed, yeah. like literally paralyzed. And they can't cut their way to profitability, though, by God, they're sure trying to. Mm -hmm. um, there's some very talented operation folks that no longer have a job because volumes have dropped so much. So it, I'm, I will tell you that I am a little surprised we haven't seen some of those products hit the streets. Yeah. My guess is in the fourth quarter, you will, that you're going to have to, Eddie, because if you don't, you're going to see mass consolidation at the top and uh, and the bottom and everything in the middle is going to get wiped out. They can't, they can't break even with how thin margins are right now and the lack of production. They can't do it. Sure. And so I think you're going to see some real chaos on the conventional side yeah. these next three months if they don't solve it that way. That makes sense. Our time's already drawn to a close and I knew that it would, you know, just being on here with you. I always enjoy the time with you. One last question. Um, you know, as you look at the economic marketplace for real estate investors today, um, where do you think we're going to find great opportunity? You know, like right now, Warren Buffett's, you know, uh, putting $80 billion in liquid away. People are saying, oh, he's scared. I say, no, he's not. He's, he's waiting for the next feeding frenzy. He's an investor. It, the people that have put cash away that are ready, you know, in our space, where do you think they're going to be able to deploy some capital and some, some good opportunities? So you're talking about the geos? Yes. Yeah. So what we're, I'll just share with you what we're seeing. I don't know if this lines up with the data that you're talking about. Um, we're still, I mean, we're, we're booming in Florida, like mm -hmm. Florida for the first time in the history of civic became our number one lending state. California wow. has always been number one. Florida is now number one. Hmm. We have, I'm going to throw one at you. You're going to go, what the heck? Pennsylvania, uh, the Carolinas, hmm. Nashville, um, Arizona was out of control for the longest period of time, still busy, just not as much where you don't really see a lot of activity. And, and then Texas, of course, um, is, is the Pacific Northwest yeah. really more of a departure from what was going on up there. And I just think that, um, they got the social unrest that's taken place up there has just forced people that have loved the Pacific Northwest to say, I'm, I'm out, yeah. um, pockets of California for sure. But I, I do think you know, state tax, working from home has made a big difference to the way people are thinking about real estate right now. And <clears throat> at least in civic, we've lost a lot of executives lost in that they were stationed in California 
now work in Arizona, work in Vegas, work in the Carolinas, work in Nashville, Texas, Florida, because it's better for their family. The dollar stretches further. Uh, they got an insta raise because we're paying 13.9 out here or 13.7, yep, whatever the number tax. is in California. So, yeah, I think all of those are are dominant. And I, I know I've probably missed a couple. I haven't heard anything about North Dakota yet, Eddie. So if you hear anything about that, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, I, and are you seeing a reduction at all in the Rust Belt states? They were so they were so popular when, you know, we were in this kind of uh, climate of, of, of rising um, appreciation. Now that appreciation has kind of tailed off a little bit, are you seeing the Rust Belt states start to slow a little bit and everything's going more towards those smile states you're talking about? I think I think so. Um, you know, it's interesting about the appreciation. Like, like my version is if, if, if this was, if you were going at this kind of an angle mm -hmm. on appreciation, we hit a part where it just kind of spiked up. Right. And so now the market this little gap between here has come down and people are calling a market crash. You're comparing it to the credit crisis. Yeah. I just think it's getting back on track. I mean, it was, the frenzy was ridiculous. Yeah. And I think that part needed to happen. But yeah, I just, um, I think when you and I are talking this time next year, we're going to look back and we're going to say that wasn't a bad 12 months. That was mm -hmm. actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm already seeing it. The deals, uh, I'm finding negotiation tactics are way easier. People are are selling out of fear. There's there's a lot of stuff going on, but again, it goes back to that consumer mindset versus an investor mindset. And um, I just I appreciate you, appreciate Civic, appreciate what you guys mean to the industry, and uh, always love talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us today and for your positive outlook on the market. Eddie, I feel exactly the same way about you and your organizations. We I don't think the industry would be what it is without you and Apple. And think realty and uh, i too appreciate uh, your positive outlook on the market as well not just positive to be positive but positive you know with facts and and yeah. um uh big fan for sure thanks bill i appreciate it i hope you guys have a good time and hope to see you soon see you buddy Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you're maximizing the return on your investments. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. Visit realpropertymgt.com. Think Realty viewers and listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, make sure you go uh, check out uh, Bill's show. If you go to Civic Financial, uh, they have a fantastic show. He gives some amazing uh, market insights with some great guests. I really want to push you there to check that out. Um, also, you can go uh, to Civic Financial and uh, put in some loan requests. See, see what uh, they can offer you in the states you're investing in. Um, thanks so much, uh, Bill, for being a part of the show. Um, I want to say a quick um, uh uh, thing about our upcoming Houston conference. Uh, Houston is coming up uh, March 23rd and 24th, 2023, uh, the Think Realty conference there. Make sure you make plans to be there. Uh, if you are listening by way of the podcast right now, we're going to give you a buy one, get one deal. Uh, you can register for two tickets at thinkrealty.com forward slash Houston. Uh, type in the code podcast, all capital letters like the words right behind me, and uh, you can get a buy one, get one on tickets for Houston. Start making your plans uh, for that. It's going to be a fantastic show. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Again, we want to be your companion. We want to help you along this investing journey. We want to make a difference uh, for you, and uh, we want to always bring great content to you. 
Uh, if you have any questions or any concerns, uh, please let us know. All, we're available through all the social channels. You can also pick up our Think Realty magazine on shelves of Barnes & Noble or subscribe and get it delivered to your house. Uh, go to thinkrealty.com for all of that information. Thanks so much for joining us today, and happy investing. Mm -hmm.